0: Cooker the sky Christopher Daniels Frankie Zane collectively known as SoCal Calin Sinceror SCU This is catch hook and shoot the worst podcast I've ever been on Word. Everybody. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is uh, Saturday, September the 5th, 2020. Dropping the show a day early today so I can get my predictions in for AEW's all-out pay-per-view. want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head over to patreon.com slash catch, hook, shoot for bonus content, which is... Still under construction. I'm sorry. I've been saying that for weeks, but trust me, I'm working on it. It's going it, to it's gonna be good. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, then also head to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot for all your t-shirt needs. They got their Labor Day sale going on this weekend. Make sure you head over there and check that out. And check out the other web store at catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for additional t-shirts and hats that are not available on Pro Wrestling Tees. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's get right into all the action this week. we got a lot to cover and we're starting it all off like we always do with the Match of the Week. Alright, so this week's match of the week is from Payback last Sunday, uh, WWE's second pay-per-view in as many weeks, and uh, that match that we're talking about is Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. This was uh, Keith Lee's main roster pay-per-view uh, singles debut, and uh, he actually picked up the victory over Randy Orton, surprisingly enough. I uh, I figured on Randy Orton, uh, you know, taking, taking the victory in this one, and... Uh, you know, Keith, uh, Keith Lee went over. It was a great match between these two guys, and apparently Vince McMahon very high on Keith Lee and intends to quote unquote push him to the moon. So, I'm um, looking forward to that. He's definitely one that deserves it. Definitely one that can carry can carry a championship on the main roster. So I'm uh, really really looking forward to seeing uh, where Keith Lee is going to go from here. So, rolling into the next segment of the show, it's my top three highlights of the week, uh, and I've got a really, really good one this week, and I'm talking about the three count. First up on the three count this week, little Jimmy. I I can't, you know, can't seem to, to get away from news about him as much as I might try. Little Jimmy, Jim Cornette, has apparently lost... His lawsuit against independent wrestler G Raver. Um, Now, if you remember, um, Cornette made some comments when Raver was injured uh, in a a death match, got a severe laceration on his arm, uh, severed an artery, legitimately could have bled to death, and Cornette basically said, oh, you know, it's too bad he didn't bleed out or something along those lines. You know, it's not a direct quote. And, uh, Raver in response to that put out a couple of t-shirts basically saying fuck Jim Cornette with uh, a like a Parody picture of Cornette on them and uh, Cornette decided he was gonna sue and uh, Well, you know he lost it's uh, you know, apparently is covered under uh, uh, You know parody or things like that. They weren't infringing on Cornette's copyright or anything like that so you know, so sad, you know, very sad day for little Jimmy. He didn't get to, uh, didn't get to sue a, uh, an independent wrestler for, uh, basically telling him to go fuck himself. So, uh, yeah, little Jimmy loses his lawsuit against G-Raver and, uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> Number two on the three count, uh from AEW Dynamite, uh, MJF with just a brutal, brutal beatdown on John Moxley at the end of the show. I mean, uh, you know, Moxley had the match with MJF's lawyer, which he of course won, but then, uh, MJF and Wardlow got in the ring and just put a nasty beatdown on Moxley. It was a side of MJF we haven't seen a whole lot or at all, and, uh, you know, just showing a lot of lot of aggression, a lot of brutality. Moxley was busted open. Uh, you know, it was a really, you know, intense segment. I, I like seeing that side of MJF. So, uh, you know, hopefully we get to see some more of that coming up later tonight at All Out. And number three on the three count from Friday Night SmackDown. Finally, we get the split of Bayley and Sasha Banks. Uh, they had a rematch. For the women's tag team championships, which they lost at payback. I'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, they were unsuccessful in regaining the uh, the women's tag team titles. Uh, Sasha Banks looked like she had a uh, uh, sustained a knee injury in the course of the match. I don't know if that was storyline or legit. I'm assuming it was storyline because at the end of the match. Um, you know, the EMTs left the ring, Bailey was trying to help Sasha out of the ring, and Bailey just turned on Sasha and attacked her and uh, put a put a pretty vicious beat down on her as well. So I'm thinking Sasha's probably going to be off TV for a few weeks at least. But, uh, so yeah, that, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have been waiting for that to happen for quite a while. WWE's been hinting at it and dancing around it. <clears throat> And we, uh, yeah, we finally have the, uh, the heel turn or, well, I guess she was already a heel, but we have the turn of, uh, of Bailey on Sasha Banks. So getting into the news and rumors for the week on Monday Night Raw, we had, uh, Uh, Basically some qualifying matches to get to a triple threat match to see who's going to challenge for the WWE Championship at the next pay-per-view Which is Clash of Champions now the first of those matches was Keith Lee versus Dolph Ziggler Uh, Keith Lee was victorious in that one the second one was Randy Orton against Kevin Owens now Kevin Owens was attacked by Aleister Black before the match even started So uh, Orton picked up a pretty easy victory over uh, over a uh, already beaten up Kevin Owens uh, we also saw the, the Riot Squad take on the Iconics. This one had kind of a weird last-minute stipulation. There was no like hype around this and it wasn't promoted or anything. But it was uh, basically the winners of the match got a women's tag team title match. And the losers had to split up as a tag team. And the Riot Squad was victorious. So uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan will get a, a shot at the women's tag team championships. And the Iconics had to uh, had to split up. Kinda, kind of weird, but the rumor behind this is that Vince McMahon wants to push Peyton Royce. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen to Billy Kay and all of this, but uh, that's you know that's that's what it's looking like. So. The, uh, yeah, the Riot Squad gets a title match, and the Iconics have to split up, and, uh, yeah, later on in the night, we saw the Iconics show up in, uh, Raw Underground while, uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke were in the ring, and they were acting like they were both gonna get in there with them, and then Peyton Royce turned around and just kinda threw Billy Kay into the ring and turned her back on her, so the, uh, the Iconics are no more, um, yeah, moving on from there, the third of the qualifying matches for that triple threat number one contenders match, Seth Rollins originally supposed to take on Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio was injured a payback, Torres tricep apparently. So uh, Dominic actually replaced his father in this match, and uh, Rollins was victorious. I mean, I don't think anybody really thought they were gonna put Dominic that close to the WWE title that early in his career, I mean, I mean, he's very good, don't get me wrong, but I mean, he's got three matches under his belt, so I'm not thinking he's going to be getting a title match too, too soon, but uh, so yeah, the, uh, the triple threat match ended up being Keith Lee, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins at the end of the show, uh, but before that, we had a tag team match with the Street Profits taking on uh, Angel Garza and Andrade match basically ended in no contest when retribution attacked again uh apparently retribution is going to be exclusive to raw now so we're not uh, not going to be seeing them on smackdown or nxt or, or uh, anything else so i um uh, i'm hoping they get to the reveal of revolution or uh, retribution pretty soon because uh yeah i mean it's been been quite a few weeks it's kind of kind of getting a little little old at this point i mean i still like it but I, I want to i want to see that reveal i want to see where they're going with it and you know who they're ultimately going to be because you know it's going to end up being a multi-person match probably possibly a survivor series maybe but uh you know i i want to i want to see where this is going so they need to start revealing some of these members sometime soon here Uh, And then the main event, like I said, that triple threat match, Randy Orton picked up the victory over Seth Rollins and Keith Lee. So he will be taking on Drew McIntyre yet again at the next pay-per-view at Clash of the Champions. Moving on to NXT, uh, we started off with a six-man tag team match with, uh, excuse me, with uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Breezango taking on Legado del Fantasma. And uh, Swerve Scott picked up the victory in this one by... uh, uh, by pinning Santos Escobar, the uh, the cruiserweight champion, so um, I would assume that's uh, you know going to be your next cruiserweight championship match is Escobar defending against Swerve. Uh, Rhea Ripley had a uh, 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 segment backstage; she challenged Mercedes Martinez to a cage match. So I would assume we'll be seeing that in the uh, the coming weeks. And then uh, we had the uh, the last hour of the show was the four way. Uh, the uh, Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match, 60-minute Iron Man match, for the vacant NXT Championship. Of course, Karrion Cross had to give that title up last week because of the injuries he suffered while winning it. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, this match was Adam Cole, Finn Ballard, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, fantastic Fatal 4-Way match. You know, I, I mean, you'd expect nothing less with these four guys that were in there. I mean... You know the definite. Uh, this was a definite contender for match of the week, but I thought the uh, the Keith Lee match was just a little more significant because it was Lee's pay-per-view debut, and he did pick up a huge win over Randy Orton. But you know this match right up there. I mean, if uh, I'll I'll say this: if you're gonna watch two matches this week, make it Keith Lee and Randy Orton, and also this Fatal Four-way Ironman match. Um, but uh, unfortunately, with the Iron Man match we did not have a definitive winner. It ended in a tie between Finn Balor and Adam Cole, who each had two pinfalls throughout the course of the 60 minutes. So uh, basically what uh, what Stephen Steven, uh, Steven Regal decided to do is uh, he's we're going to have a, a sudden death. Uh, match next week between Balor and Cole. And the winner of that match is going to be your new NXT champion. So, I mean, it's Finn Balor and Adam Cole. It's going to be a great match. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll see who who's going to be the new NXT champion this coming Wednesday. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, we got a promo right at the beginning of the show from Roman Reigns and, uh, and Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman, of course, you know, is probably the best person on the mic right now in WWE. So, uh, you know, what else can be said about that? On uh, a tag team match, Heavy Machinery picked up a victory over Miz and Morrison, uh, but at the end of the match, John Morrison stole the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis. Uh, but we found out later on, Otis does not keep his WWE title contract in the Money in the Bank briefcase. He keeps it in his Money in the Bank lunchbox. So when Morrison was revealed to be opening the briefcase later on, uh, instead of finding a contract, he found Otis's lunch. So uh, Otis still holds up the holder of the uh, Money in the Bank contract itself, if not the briefcase. Uh, then we saw Sheamus with uh, a vicious attack on Big E backstage uh, that uh, went out into the parking lot area, hit the white noise uh, backbreaker on top of a car. Big E was taken away in an ambulance, and this had some repercussions on the, uh, the main event, which was uh, a fatal four-way match for the... to decide who would get a shot at the Universal title at Clash of the Champions. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, I already talked about uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler retaining the women's tag team titles over Bayley and Sasha. And then we saw Bayley go a little crazy on Sasha there. And um, we saw an interesting vignette on on SmackDown of, uh, I'm assuming, somebody who's going to be debuting sometime soon. I don't know if this is a new addition to the roster or somebody who's coming back or like a repackage of of someone but uh, all we really saw was uh, a woman in high heels walking and uh, carrying a a fur coat or more like dragging a fur coat with her and that that's really all we saw and then like purple mist in the back when i saw the purple mist i thought maybe it was velveteen dream was getting moved up to smackdown or something but uh apparently not so i'm not not certain who this could be, a lot of speculation online, some people actually saying it could be uh, Eva Marie, uh, which a lot of people would not be happy about, um, I I don't think that's the case, there hasn't really been too much talk about her coming back lately, so who knows, um, could, could be somebody coming up from NXT, like I said it could be somebody getting repackaged like maybe Dana Brooke or Lacey Evans or something like that. But uh yeah, we'll just have to wait and see who the new uh, addition to the women's roster on Smackdown is. Then uh we had uh, a very short edition of the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt saying that a new friend is going to be coming next week. Uh, and immediately after that, it cut to a segment with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in the backstage area and in the background you could see Rambling Rabbit uh rambling around and uh You know, Alexa had a couple more of the the dreadlocks in her hair like uh, like Bray Wyatt does. And uh, so I'm thinking this new character we have is going to be somehow based on Alexa Bliss or possibly be Alexa Bliss herself. Who knows? But that seems to be the direction it's going. Uh, And then that Fatal 4-Way match, uh, very interesting to say the least. It it was uh, Matt Riddle, Baron Corbin. Seamus. It was originally supposed to be Big E, but like I said, Sheamus took him out earlier in the show, and uh, yeah, it ended up being Jey Uso who took Big E's place. Now Jey Uso, we did see him earlier in the show congratulating Roman Reigns for winning the uh, the Universal Title at the Payback Pay Per View, and uh, you know, then uh, Jey Uso ends up being in this Fatal Four Way match and actually wins it. So the we're, for the Universal Title at Clash of the Champions, we're going to see Roman Reigns versus his cousin Jey Uso. Now, I I got no problem with Jay Uso getting a, a you know a push into the main event. I mean, they, you know, bo- both of the Usos are phenomenal in ring competitors. We don't see enough of them, especially now because Jimmy is out with an injury since WrestleMania. You know, we haven't really seen Jay Uso that much. Um, definitely not really in any matches. So. Yeah, I'm cool with it. It's just it's it's kind of out of left field, you know, the it's uh, I, But you know, that's WWE. That's just kind of what they do So getting into some miscellaneous WWE stuff here. Uh, apparently Brock Lesnar is done in WWE It was noted earlier in the week that all of his merchandise was taken down from the WWE shop And then the next day it was confirmed that his uh, he is no longer under contract with WWE Apparently his contract actually ended at WrestleMania uh, and has not been renewed. Now, this is not really anything new. As far as Brock Lesnar goes, his contracts pretty much go from WrestleMania to WrestleMania every year. <clears throat> and... Uh... You know, there's been times, uh, as far as, you know, as far as I know, as far as rumors go, there's been times he's, you know, just been on, like, almost a, like a per-appearance deal. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, Brock Lesnar no longer a member of the WWE roster. Uh, and the same, unfortunately, for Mauro Ranallo. Um Now, if anybody who watches NXT noticed he wasn't there at uh, TakeOver 30 on SummerSlam weekend, hasn't been on... Uh, on NXT TV the last couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, apparently he is uh, he's done with WWE. Um, but from what the uh, the reports said, you know, it was uh, was an amicable split. He just he had to go back home to uh, uh, Canada. Uh, the The story was uh, one story I read. I guess his mother was ill, um, but you know that was again from a dirt sheet, so I don't know how accurate that is. But uh, it's I mean, obviously that seems perfectly reasonable. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see him back in WWE at some point. Um, I know they said he's still, from what I read, he's still going to be working Bellator and Showtime Boxing. But as for right now, he is done with the WWE once again. Uh, another release that actually just came out Friday is uh, the Authors of Pain. Akam and are, uh have been released from WWE, which uh, kind of sucks. You know, the WWE does not have a strong tag team team division anyway and uh, now I know you know one of the members of AOP has been injured for a while but they're still one of the best most cohesive tag teams that you have they're an everyday tag team they're not one of the cut and paste teams like WWE seems to love so much and uh But, yeah, they have been released, so, I mean, they are not going to be out of work very long. Once their no-compete clauses are done with, I am pretty sure you are going to see them in Impact or AEW or New Japan or Ring of Honor or something. I mean, somebody's going to pick these guys up. I have no doubt of that. And, I mean, my, my preference would be either Impact or AEW because they have the strongest tag team divisions. So, but, uh, honestly, wherever they go, whatever company they go to is going to be better for it. Uh, some really kind of stupid news coming out of WWE. Apparently, Vince McMahon has uh, laid down a decree that WWE talent must stop using third-party services, as he calls them. He's referring to things like Twitch and Cameo and that kind of stuff. Within 30 days, or they will be fined and suspended and possibly fired. Like not even under their real names. He's saying WWE not not only owns the character names, but the real names and the likenesses of all of its superstars, who are supposed to be independent contractors. By the way, um, you know, so they basically, you know, saying they can't make money outside of WWE. Which, uh, like I said, that's just plain stupid. I don't think it's legal. Honestly, but uh, you know that would require somebody actually taking legal action about it. And let's be honest, Vince McMahon has more money and lawyers than any of the wrestlers who work for him. So, I'm um, not sure how this is gonna all shake out. But uh, hopefully, somebody will you know stand up and push back against this because it doesn't uh, doesn't sound right to me. It just sounds like a you know a, a power move, a control move to uh, to keep. You know, basically keep the talent from uh, building their own brand outside of WWE, which is just uh, again stupid. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to some AEW news. Uh, AEW Dynamite. We had the uh, the Young Bucks and the Jurassic Express taking on Private Party and SCU in an eight man tag tag team match with a kind of unique stipulation, in that the winners would face each other at all out uh and the winners of the match were the young bucks and the jurassic express so they will be taking each other on at all out which i will get to the uh, full preview of in just a little while here Uh, We saw two debuts in the women's division in AEW on Dynamite this past week. We saw Thunder Rosa taking on Serena Deeb. Now, Serena Deeb, for those of you that uh, might not remember, she was part of CM Punk's uh, Straight Edge Society several years ago. Uh, She took place in the last Mae Young Classic tournament and uh, actually was a coach at the WWE Performance Center, but was released in the uh, the wave of releases that came this past April. And this was her uh, her AEW debut. She took on Thunder Rosa, the NWA World Women's Champion. Uh, very good match. I mean, both of these women are fantastic in the ring. <clears throat> and uh, Thunder Rosa was victorious in that one. I don't think that's too much of a surprise. Heading into All Out, she's going against Sheeta for the uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. So. Uh, of course, she's going to go in with the victory, but a great match between Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Then uh, we saw a, just a ridiculously long brawl between some of the uh, the participants in the twenty one man Casino Battle Royale coming up at uh, at All Out tonight. I mean, it went, you know, it started in the ring, went through commercial break, and they came back from the commercial. It was still going on. They cut to a segment in the back while it was still going on, and it it was just a crazy wild all out fight between like Lance Archer and Brian Cage and Darby Allen and Ricky Starks and whoever else decided to jump in the ring at the time. Uh, and then I already talked about the uh, the main event John Moxley defeating MJF's lawyer but then uh, catching a pretty bad beatdown from uh, from MJF. I mean Moxley got uh, he got messed up pretty good. We saw a really really vicious side of MJF. Uh, let's finish up some other news and stuff from around the horn and pro wrestling before I get to the all-out preview here on impact uh, kind of a kind of a surprise victory here The Rascals picked up the victory over ace Austin and Madman Fulton And at the end of that match the Motor City Machine Guns appeared on the stage and challenged the Rascals for uh, next week and uh, Offering to put the the impact tag team titles on the line. So we will see that next week uh, the Rascals versus the Motor City Machine Guns—that is going to be a tag team match to watch. That—that that is my early pick for match of the week for this week. But uh, you know, we still have uh, still have All Out to get to, so who knows? But uh, we saw the final episode of Wrestle House, which—I uh, <clears throat> mean, if you've kept up with Wrestle House, it's—I mean, it's uh, it's very entertaining. It's just crazy ridiculousness and. Uh, you know this this uh, final episode was no different. Taya Valkyrie got a victory over Rosemary with Johnny Bravo as the the referee. And if you've been following this vicious love triangle with these three, it, it's just nuts, honestly. But uh, yeah, Taya was victorious, and then we saw Johnny Bravo propose to Rosemary in the in the middle of the ring after her loss to Taya, and uh, apparently Rosemary accepted. I have no idea where this is going. But uh, you know what? It, it's one of those things. It's like you just can't look away. So, <clears throat> so I'll be uh, continuing to pay attention to the saga of Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, and Johnny Bravo. Uh, Diana Perazzo hosted a black tie affair, basically, you know, celebrating her uh, her Impact Knockouts Championship and the, the victory that she got over Jordan Grace last week in the uh, uh, in the the women's uh, Ironman match. And, uh, of course, Jordan Grace came down to interrupt and, you know, basically saying that she's going to get the title back. Then we saw the return of Tennille Dashwood and, uh, you know, her saying that uh, she wants the title. So uh, Tennille Dashwood hasn't been in impact for several months, I would assume mostly due to travel restrictions. Obviously, she's from Australia, um, you know, so I'm I'm assuming that could be why she wasn't around for so long maybe she had an injury i'm not 100 percent sure but she is back and she's in the, apparently in the title picture and then uh, at the end of all this all of the wrestle house people magically appeared in the ring uh one of those wrestle house people of course is kylie ray who is the number one contender for the knockouts title and uh, when all was said and done diana perrazzo ran away her uh <clears throat> yeah, her, uh, sidekick, Kimberly, ended up taking a super kick from Kylie Ray, and, uh, Kylie Ray was left standing in the ring with the Knockouts Championship belt, so, uh, yeah, I don't know when that match is going to take place. Uh, possibly a Bound for Glory coming up in October. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, Kylie Ray, definitely my pick for, uh, for Knockouts Champion. And in the main event, we've got a new Impact World Champion. Eric Young was able to defeat Eddie Edwards with uh, some underhanded tactics, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, Eric Young, once again, Impact World Champion. Uh, some MLW news they will be returning to TV in November now they haven't settled on what the name of the show is going to be if they're going to stick with fusion or go back to their old name of underground they actually put up a poll on Twitter to see what the fans thought but they're going to be doing TV tapings in October and re-debuting on TV in November Uh, it's going to be an empty arena location Um, Court Bauer saying it's going to be like a kind of a um, a very raw MMA type environment. Um, I would assume kind of along the lines of uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport or even like Raw Underground, something similar to that possibly. Um, you know, saying that's just going to be a, a very raw feel to it. Uh, so I'm I, I'm very curious and looking forward to seeing what this is all about. Uh, new signing for MLW. They've signed Kevin Q, and uh, he. Uh, I would assume we will be making his debut when those TV tapings start up and uh, Looks like Brian Pillman jr. Has made his return to MLW now He has been appearing on AEW both on dark and on dynamite of course still under contract to MLW and uh, Made his return on the uh, the YouTube show pulp fusion and took out uh, injustice who he's had quite a bit quite a bit of trouble with um, you know the last uh, several months so yeah, I, uh, honestly, I can't wait to uh, for MLW to be back on with uh, with new shows. I, you know, MLW, one of my favorites as far as like just in ring product. MLW is fantastic. They have an amazing, amazing young roster of talent. So if you have not checked out MLW up to this point, when they come back, you know, when they come back in November, check them out. It is worth a look. Trust me. Uh, some NWA news. Uh, NWA seems to be kind of spreading itself, you know, where it can to, uh, you know, keep the uh, keep the NWA name NWA name out there. And uh, Nick Aldis, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, will be defending his championship against Mike Bennett on September the 15th on the United Wrestling Network's weekly pay-per-view. I guess uh, the September 15th is their debut. They're going to be doing a weekly pay-per-view, kind of the same way that uh, TNA did when they first started back in 2002. And, uh, I mean, what a way to kick it off. Nick Aldis defending the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against um, uh, Mike Bennett, formerly known as Mike Kanellis in WWE. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Mike Bennett, I mean... If the only time you've ever seen Mike Bennett it was in WWE, then you you have to, you know, search out some of his other stuff. Look at his New Japan stuff. Look at his Ring of Honor stuff. Look at his Impact stuff, because he is so much better than WWE let him be. And that that's really, you know, what all I can say about Mike Bennett. But uh, yeah, getting a World Heavyweight Title shot on his first uh, first match back since leaving WWE pretty damn good. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to catch that one. So let's get into my preview and predictions here for AEW's All Out coming up. Of course, I am extremely, extremely disappointed that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't able to take place in Chicago like it's supposed to be every year. You know cuz uh, I was looking like just just from like little hints that were being dropped and everything you know there was going to be a Starcast convention attached to this one and it was gonna be at the Sears Center here in Chicago again and I would have been at all of it hell I probably would have rented a room in the hotel this time just so I didn't have to leave for the entire weekend but uh, you know, it is what it is. That that's the the, the whole pandemic thing. That's what happens. But uh, it's going to be taking place from Daly's place in Jacksonville, just like all the other AEW shows that have been in the last several months. And uh, I mean, it's a it's a stacked card. I cannot wait to see this on the uh, uh, the kickoff show, the pre-show. We're going to have a tag team match: Private Party taking on Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Dark Order. Uh, I gotta pick private party in this one, although the Dark Order has been kind of running roughshod over AEW the last couple of weeks, so wouldn't be too big of a surprise to see reynolds and silver pull one out in this one but uh yeah just at first glance i got to go with private party then uh, originally scheduled to be on the pre-show and because of fan demand was moved to the main card which uh kudos to tony khan for making that decision for listening to the fans Britt baker taking on big swole in what's being called a tooth and nail match now from what i read this is taking place at uh, Britt baker's dental office uh, at I, I don't know guys, I don't know I'm going to watch it because I, I love Britt Baker and I love Big Swole So uh, if it's a cinematic type match taking place in a dental office there There's a whole lot of stuff that could go on there You know, just uh, just with all of the uh, the dental tools lying around So I'm, I'm curious to see what this one's all about uh, Then we've got Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara Oh, I didn't pick a winner for that one I am going to pick Big Swole to pick up the, the victory over Britt Baker Um then again, you know it's it's taking place in Britt Baker's office, so you know she she does have, have a bit of an advantage there. But I'm going with Big Swoll. Uh, then we've got Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara in what's called a broken rules match, and uh, basically, if Matt Hardy loses, he has to leave AEW. Now, just because of that stipulation, I have to pick Matt Hardy to win. I can't imagine he he has like a th- what six month contract. I really don't think that's the case, so I gotta pick Matt Hardy in this one, but it's gonna be a great match no matter what, I mean, it's Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, how do you go wrong with that, Uh, and then that tag team match that was set up on uh, on Dynamite, the Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks, Uh, I'm gonna pick the Jurassic Express in this one, I mean, you know, so many people... We're so sure that the Young Bucks were going to do nothing but put themselves over and give themselves all the titles, you know, all the elite guys and that kind of thing. But, uh, I mean, you know, the the, the Bucks have not been, uh, they haven't done any of that. I mean, they haven't held the tag team titles. I think they've had one title match. You know since aew started up and uh, jurassic express uh, jungle boy and luchasaurus i mean jungle boy to me one of the guys who is the future of aew i mean he's still just in his early 20s and he is absolutely amazing and he he's only going to get better so I, i'm picking jurassic express to pick up the uh, the victory over the young bucks uh, and then we have an eight-man tag team match. The Dark Order, consisting of Brody Lee, Colt Cabana. I'm guessing Colt now is an official member of the Dark Order. Uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson taking on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. Um, I gotta go with the Dark Order in this one. I, I, I mean, I, like I said, Dark Order has been running roughshod over. AEW the last couple of weeks ever since Brody Lee won the TNT championship from Cody and put Cody out so uh yeah I've got to got to go with the dark order in this one. <clears throat> uh, and then we've got the 21 man casino battle royale for a future AEW World Championship match. Now the names that have been announced so far Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks um Pentagon Jr., or I'm sorry, Penta L0M, as he's now being known, Ray Phoenix, The Butcher and the Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, uh, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, and Trent. And uh, obviously more names going to be announced uh, probably during the match, I'm sure. But uh, if you're not familiar with the rules of the Casino Battle Royal, uh, basically participants enter five at a time. Uh, you start with five in the ring and then I think it's every five minutes, five more come in until you get to 20 and then the um, the last one, the 21st person was called the wild Card comes in dead last. And um, yeah, picking a winner in this one, you know, it's it's hard to say. I, I want say, I mean I want to say Darby Allen. that that's my, you know that that's my gut pick is Darby Allen, but then you've got guys in there like Lance Archer and Brian Cage and you know and eddie kingston and uh pentagon and ray phoenix you know so it's it's hard to pick with so much talent in there but uh yeah my my gut pick is darby allen uh then for the aew world women's championship hikaru shida defending against the nwa women's world champion thunder rosa now uh I mean, I, I love seeing the NWA and AEW working together, especially, you know, since they've got guys like, uh, well, uh, like Ricky Starks, who just recently made the jump from the NWA to AEW, uh, so I'm hoping this is something that's going to continue, that it's not just a one-off, because I'd love to see, like, a James Storm or an Eli Drake or a Ken Anderson or somebody like that, you know, like those guys in AEW or even... Uh, um, uh, like, uh, oh God, what was that? the question mark? I mean, come on, who, do, who doesn't love the question mark from, from the NWA? You know, you tell me that an AEW crowd wouldn't go nuts if that guy popped his head up. Hell, maybe he'll show up in the Casino Battle Royal. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with Sheeta on this one. To retain the championship i think it's going to be an amazing match that that match could steal the show with hikaru shida and thunder rosa in there um you know if both championships were on the line it would be kind of hard to pick a winner but with only the aew title on the line i gotta go with hikaru shida Uh, then for the aew world tag team championships hangman page and kenny omega defending against ftr with tully blanchard of course um, I got to go with FTR with all the dissension that's going on with the elite. Hangman Page turning his back on the Young Bucks last week. Uh, him and Kenny Omega not uh, not getting along too well this uh, this past Wednesday. You know, I got to go with FTR to uh, to win the the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, Then we've got probably the weirdest match I've ever heard of, and that's saying a lot because, you know, I've seen a Punjabi prison match, but uh, uh, Mimosa Mayhem match between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy and basically what a mimosa mayhem match is there is a 500 gallon vat of mimosa that is orange juice and a little bit of the bubbly uh mixed together at ringside and the way you win is pinfall or submission or dump your opponent into the vat of mimosa uh this was jericho's idea and uh, i mean it's jericho and orange cassidy they've put on two ridiculously good matches i don't care what crazy stipulation there is this is going to be another great match between these two guys that's all i care about and this could easily be match of the week for next week so there's a lot of lot of contenders for uh for that uh, coming up just in this show alone uh, and then the main event for the aew world championship john moxley defending against mjf with wardlow as always um you know what i i'm picking mjf i think mjf is going to be your next world champion uh i could be wrong moxley could you know pull this one out but i i think it's time to pull the trigger on mjf you know uh so that that's going to be that's my pick for uh for the main event is mjf to walk away with the aew world championship so that is my preview and predictions for aew's all out coming up tonight and as as for right now i am going to throw it over to charlie g and he is here once again with another edition of the indie cut
1: Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends, I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. There was wrestling, there was quite a bit of action this week, so let's begin with uh, August 28th and Southern Honor Wrestling from Canton, Georgia, and an attendance of 363. Further tag title match, uh, Joey Lynch and Matt Lynch, who are champions, defeated Corey Hollis and Michael Judah. And for in their title match, champion Corey Hollis uh, defeated Ashton Starr. So Corey did back-to-back duty in that one. Uh, there was a Rumble Jack match where Joe Black won. So I guess he will face Corey soon. Uh, we move to American Premier Wrestling in Statesboro, Georgia. So you are now on the map. They had a Texas Bull Rope match with Iron Mike defeating La Luke. And for their national heavyweight title three way match, champion Austin McCray defeated Andrew Avery and Wolfman. We move to Pro South Wrestling in Piedmont, Alabama. For their YouTube title match, champion Robbie Vio defeated Scott Patterson. Uh, We move up to IWA Mid South Home Improvement 2 from Connorsville, Indiana. Uh, for the IWA Mid-South Tag Title two way match, champions Alice Crowley and Becky Idol, defeated Piper uh, with Prima Donna and Dick Michaels with Tyler Vidal. Uh, for the Mid-South Women's title, champion Haley J defeated Paige Jones. And for the heavyweight title, Texas Deathmatch champion Jay Chris defeated Aaron Williams. Uh, then for something I was hoping to see more of was the for um, from the Independent Wrestling Expo Day One from North Rich, Richland Hills, Texas. Uh, matches included Myron Reed defeating Warhorse. Warhorse, sorry about that. They had a bad royal, and the cover the winner was. Nobe Bryant, they had an elimination 10-man tag with Alexander Hammerstone, Madman Fulton, Moonshine Mantel, Ryan Davidson, and Sam Adonis, defeating Apex, Black Taurus, Al Gallo, Jake Something, and Ronnie Mack. Uh, they also held a mini uh, tournament, and in the men's tournament final, uh, Jake Logan defeated Matt Seidel. On the women's side it was Jordan Grace defeating Killer Kate. There was a King of Texas match with Lance Archer defeating Chandler Hopkins and Jacob Fatu decre- defeated Chris Masters. So that had to be a fun show. Then up to Real Canadian Wrestling Friday Night Fights in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, for the British Commonwealth title Champion KB6 defeated Kato. Uh, in a women's title match, champion Alex Zwicker defeated Kylie Morgan. Uh, in a tag match, Matt Hart team with Sweet Daddy Soul to defeat Sean Martins and Steve Wilde. Uh, then in their tag title match, the Veros twins of Chris and Patrick Veros Defeated champions Dead Zone and Tyler Rivers, who was a replacement for Vince Austin. And the Veros Twins became new champions. Uh, And in their Canadian heavyweight title match, Steve Rivers defeated champion Heavy Metal to become new champion. Now to August 29th. uh, Victory Championship Wrestling from Munford, Alabama. Are you kidding me? Uh, It went attendance of 74. Uh, for their television title, champion Joshua O'Hagan defeated Jacob Danger. Uh, moving quickly to U.S. Cha- USA Championship Wrestling from Jackson, Tennessee. You were on the map. Where Blake Christian defeated Matt Starr. So nice to see Blake going back home to take care of business. Uh, still in Tennessee for TWE Final Stop. Uh, their title match was Champion Brett Ison defeating Orion Bishop. Uh, then to renegade Championship Wrestling WrestleVersary 15 from Chatsworth, Georgia, with an attendance of 170. Uh, in their cruiserweight title match, Torque defeated champion Chris Gaines become the champion. In their heavyweight title, uh, champion Landon Priest defeated just Wade, and then their War Games match, which I hope to see at some point in time. Aiden Wright, CJ Holloway, Dorian Crow, and Wes Blaze defeated Brandon Collins, Cyrus the Destroyer, Jason Collins, and Johnny Viper. Uh, In Metro Pro Wrestling, Return to Greatness from Southgate, Michigan, for the MPW Tag Titles, uh, Tanner Nix and T.J. Meyer defeated champions Chuck Stein and Mitch Hewitt to become new champions. And in their heritage title, champion Jason Page defeated Percy Drews. Then to Lifewire Wrestling, Reach Charge 4 in Augusta, Georgia. Shug D, or Pineapple Pete as you might know him, defeated Josh Magnum. And a six-man tag, Carl Hager, Mason Briggs, and Shark Boy of all people defeated K. Toomer, Matt Odam and William Blackwell, for their action packed wrestling title, champion Zuka King, defeated Antonio Morgan, and for the vacant LW tag titles, Shay Shay McGrady and Will Demented defeated Otis Crowley and Walker Hayes to become new champions. Uh, they also did an unplugged uh, uh, number 21. Nothing, nothing of big importance on that show. We go to the Rado Pro Wrestling Guild uh, in du- in Dublin, Georgia, with an attendance of 100, with Alexander Koloff defeating Landon Hale, and Friday, Friday team with Laser to defeat Alex Chase and Bryce Cannon. Uh, We go up to Insane Championship Wrestling, Excellent Adventures from West Allis, Wisconsin. So you're now on the map with Sky Blue, woohoo! defeating Sabian Gage. And in their heavyweight title match, GQ Gionis defeated champion the Beer City Bruiser to become new champion. Down to Body Progression Wrestling in Tulsa, Oklahoma in their 365 title match, uh, Brandon Groom defeated champion Jerry Storm to become the champion and then later on champion Brandon Groom defeated Brawler Morrison. So, double action there. Uh, Then on to Independent Wrestling Expo Day 2. Gangrel teamed with Otto Van Clutch to defeat Apex and Shane St- Stratmore, yes, that same gangrel. Uh, Brian Cage defeated St. Adonis, which is very cool. To see them wrestling together against each other in another promotion. Uh, then Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed defeated Kurt, Kurt Stallion and Jake Sumpton. I'm not sure if this was Kurt's last independent show before he goes to NXT, but congrats to him nonetheless. Uh, Thunder Rosa defeated Alex Garcia in a very good match. I was able to see that one. Uh, EC3 defeated Black Torres. That had to be a cool match. Uh, then in the main event for the NWA World t- Heavyweight Title, champion Nick Aldis defeated Noby Bryant. Uh, it, then we go down to Lucha Libre Vanguardia in, i to say in Mexico. For the cruiserweight title, they had a four-way match with champion Jurassic Boy defeating Cobra, Latigo, and Eclipse Jr. Uh, Then there was Alonza, Universal, Del Lucha Libre, also in Mexico. They held a tournament where called the Gladiator Universal Universal. Uh, The finals was a four-way match with Sadiko defeating. The Vithrium, Ultimo Gladiator, and Terry 2000. Uh, Still in Mexico, uh, they had a free IAW freelance show for the IAW women's three-way title. For the vacant title, Baby Love defeated Hira and Lilith Dark. And in their IAW title, they also held a four-way match. With Letigo defeating Aries, Energia, and Iron Kid to become the champion. Uh, we had all the way back up to real Canadian wrestling. Saturday night fights in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Further British Commonwealth title uh, KB6 who was champion, defeated Son of Irish and Sweet Daddy Soul in a Bangkok street fight. Cato defeated Vince Austin. And in their tag title match, the Viros Twins uh, defeated Dean Richter and Sean Martins. Uh, still in Canada for Pure Power Wrestling, Heatwave in Lethbridge, Alberta. So you are now on the map. For the PPW Cruiserweight title, champion Jumpin' Josh defeated Angelica. In their heavyweight title match, Travis Copeland, defeated champion Sidney Steele by DQ, so no title change there. Uh, then to Big Japan Wrestling, with an intense of 850, that's very good for them. Uh, Kuma Aroshi, Ryo Hama, and Yoshimi Nakoin, defeated Daisuke Sakamoto, Yuji Okabayashi, and Akira Hiro. They went to overtime, great. Uh, Feather Junior Heavyweight Title, Next Challenger Tournament Final Match, Tasehiko Yoshino, Defeated Shinobi, Shinobu, sorry about that. In their Strong World Heavyweight Title, Champion Daichi Hashimoto, Defeated Sakura Iri. And then in their Deathmatch Heavyweight Title, Fluorescent light tubes and glass boards. Deathmatch. Uh, Manero Fujita defeated champion Riju Ito to become new champion. Then we head over to Italian Wrestling Association. Yes, from Italy. Uh, they, they won. Uh, champ, their Cruiserweight champion, Ricky Austen, Awesome, defeated David Carm and IWA heavyweight title number one contender match Flavio Augusto defeated Kareem Bronte so nice to see Italy in wrestling and you are on the map Uh, on to August 30th Pro Wrestling All-Stars of Detroit Uh, in a nine title match Mysterio Movado defeated Tanner Nicks and Gio Bronco defeated Peter B. Beautiful uh, then to Insane Championship Wrestling, ICW Doubleheader from Kansasville, Wisconsin, at Deadman Saloon. Okay, you are now on the map uh, for the Midwest title. Uh, Pitt Stain defeated champion Drake Daniels to become new champion. And then they had an Invitational Rumble. That included Sky Blue, but she lost, and Juan Hernandez won that rumble match. Uh, staying with ICW, Insane Eight 2020, uh, in the Heavyweight Title, they had a four-way match where Joey Avalon defeated Dominic Guarini, Matthew Justice, and Champion GQ Dionis to become new champion. And then they held an Insane 8 2020 Ultimate Insanity Tournament. And in the finals, it was Slack defeating Neil Diamond Cutter. Nice name. I like that. Uh, then down to International Wrestling Revolution Group in Mexico. Uh, Dragon Bane defeated Oka, And for the Rey del Ring title tournament, final match, which was a vacant title. Shun Skywalker defeated El the de Canis Lupus to become new champion. Then for DTU, the boys are back in a um, horse stable of sort. This is a pretty crazy uh, show. I got to see most of it yesterday. It's also on YouTube, so look them up for at Total Ultraviolet ultra-violent disaster, or disaster total ultra-violent uh Featured match was Dr. Wagner Jr. and Shun Skywalker, defeating Baby Extreme and Camouflage. Alright, so check it out. It was actually kinda cool. And they had more people. I would not say safe distancing, but it was still a cool show nonetheless. We head back to Italy. And Battaglia Day Two, and a uh, heavyweight title and number one contendership match. Dave Biasco defeated David Carm, and then Flavio Augusto defeated Mister Flowey, and then he defeated Sir Robert Barnum. So he had to work two matches in a row. Uh, we had to Pure J Wrestling Twenty Twenty with Intensive One Hundred and One for the Daily Sports Tag Team Title. Hanoko Nakamori and Rina Yamashita for champions defeated Momo Tani and riding again, And for the Pure J Openweight title, champion Leon defeated Kazuki. Uh, then to Pro Wrestling Nora, Noah. Uh, yeah, they had a, lot of, a lot, of tie, lot of title matches in this. So Hayata and Yoshinara Ogawa, who are champions, defeated Oteshu Koteji and Hajime Ohara. In their junior heavyweight title, Kotaro Suzuki, who was champion, defeated Saikei Dosaoka. Uh, in an eight-man tag match, this is why I saved it, Kenji Mudo, Masaki Masuzuki. Masakasi Funaki and Tomachi Tuma- Marafuji defeated Kanoi Minabu Soya Masa Kiotami Kiyotama and Yosiki Yanamira. So Kenji still getting in action there. Then for the vacant GHC tag titles Kazusi Kajusi Sakuraba and Tokeshi Segura defeated Goshiyazaki and Kasiko Nakajima to become new champions. Uh, there was a pro wrestling heat up show. Check that out. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, active Advanced Pro Wrestling held two shows uh, with an intensive of 88 and 137. Uh, nothing really important on those shows. Uh, August 31st. There was no wrestling, folks. Finally, one day of no independent wrestling. Uh, then to September 1st, I believe in wrestling 211 from Winter Park, Florida. And the IWA Florida Tag title match. Champions Amber Nova and Deion James defeated Adam Vale and Bryant Atomic. And a Team Vision Dojo rookie title match. Adam Vale Defeated champion Nick Kionis. So he did, Adam Vale did double duty and won ate, at least one title that day. Uh, then Ohio Valley Wrestling 1098, Jeffersonville, Indiana. So check that out on YouTube. For the Rush title, champion Dimes defeated Corey Storm. We head to Japan and pro wrestling wave, Nami won with a 10s of a. Uh, It's like a fun show. Sorry, I missed it. Uh, then, to Pro Wrestling Zero One in Japan, Andy Wu, Raichu, and Shugi defeated Masato Tanaka, Takoyo Surigawa, Sir- and Yuji Hino. And then the NWA Intercontinental, Intercontinental Tag Title Match champions Toa Owaski and Sugitaka. Saito defeated Shinerio Otani and Yuhimito Umanari, And in their 0-1 World Heavyweight Title Match, Tamiro Hioto defeated Champion Chris Weiss to become new champion. Uh, Sendai Garero's Pro Wrestling did a show. Check them out if you can. And then Just Tap Out Professional Wrestling, Yumi. Uh, win a tenth of 377. In a six-man tag match, Dick Togo, Men's Tio, and Takamichi Michinoko defeated Isa 8, Hana, and Koseki Sato. And then Daisuke Sakamoto defeated Tamuro Hyoto. Uh, there was an Ice Ribbons Peace Party 53. Win a tenth of 31. Susie Suzuki defeated Madeline. Uh, Gotomo Goto Move Pro Wrestling Chaka Pro uh, 44 on YouTube. Chris Brooks defeated Lulu Pencil, poor Lulu. Uh, then on to September 3rd, Total Triumph Team Scramble 7 from Japan with an intense of 100. Uh, Mass Mystery and Soto defeated Fuminaro Abe and Tatsuyo Uchi. And then the CCW Canadian Heavyweight title match. Champion Guts Ushijimi defeated Chang'o. Uh, pro Wrestling Basra 131 Feast. For the Union Pro Max title, champion Fuminaro Abe defeated Daki Sumanira. Uh, then New Japan held uh, Day 5 shows. Uh so they bringing up their show uh, later today in Japan Uh, then September 4th uh, Middle Kingdom Wrestling Blast Off number 2 from China and that is on YouTube so check that out Uh, then uh, looking ahead for the day after All Out uh, Independent Wrestling is still doing shows like they used to do and this is a triple header starting at 11 a.m. And as AIW, I assure you, we are open uh, with the likes of Benjamin Carter versus Chase Oliver, Johnny Patch, and Trey Lamar. That should be an awesome match. Hornswoggle versus Levi Everett. Uh, if you haven't seen Levi Everett, he's almost like Hillbilly Jim size. So this should be very interesting. Uh, Eric Stevens versus Lee Mariari. Calvin Tankman versus Dominic Greeny, That should be this a brutal griny match. Uh, all eagle Ethan Page versus filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, and then there's Mance Warner, Matthew Justice, uh, Steve Manders, uh, the Philly Marino Experience, take on Cheech and Colin Delaney for the AIW Tag Team Championships. Uh, check that out on Fight TV if you can. Then at, oh, this is Central Time, 3.30 Central Time, GCW, bring, bring them out. Alex Zane versus Benjamin Carter. Alex Clone versus Chris Dickinson. Calvin Tankman versus Tony Deppen, AJ Gray versus Mance Warner. ACH versus Blake Christian. Wow. Uh, Effie versus Joey Janella. So I'm guessing he might not be at uh, all out, but you never know with Joey. Uh, Matthew Justice versus Ricky Shane Page. That is also on Fight TV, so check that doubleheader out. 11 a.m. Central, 3.30 Central Time for those shows. And then the Captain Night Off, Black Label Pro, Through Being being Cool, 8 p.m. Central Time. Where Dan the Dad takes on Jay Griffin. Alex Zane takes on Lee Mariarty, Aaron Williams versus Calvin Tankman. Eric Stevens and Filthy Tom Lawler take on Dan Danhausen and Warhorse. Well, I can't. This should be great. I hope I can see this. Uh, Besties in the world take on Isaiah Velasquez and Kylie Ray for the P- Beat Black Label Pro Tag Team Championships. So good luck to the Freelance tag team of Isaiah and Kylie. I hope they get the titles and bring them to Warrior Wrestling on the 12th. Uh, then Billy Starks takes on Jake Something for his Black Label Pro Heavyweight Championship, and that show is on IWTV. So check it out if you can. I know I will do my best to. it. Uh, that's wrap for me. Till next time. Well, you will probably hear me at Warrior Wrestling on the 12th weather permitting because this week looks very soggy uh don't forget to look up those twitch streams dj all right thanks a lot charlie
0: as as always i appreciate everything you do for the show and uh let's keep it moving right along here into the next segment where i get to play uh kind of Armchair promoter have a little bit of fun uh, You know rebook the territory as it were and uh, this week I'm going to be continuing the little tournament that we've been doing the last couple of weeks And of course I am talking about the fantasy booker Right, so this week, continuing round one of the CHS Faction Tournament, we have got LIJ from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the version of LIJ that I'm using, uh, now I said before, I'm picking what I think are the strongest versions, or the strongest members of these factions, so they're not necessarily all still members of these factions, especially in this case, for LIJ I've got Naito, Evil, Sonata, and Takahashi. So, I know Evil now is a member of the Bullet Club, obviously, but uh, for the purposes of this tournament, he's still part of LIJ. And their opponents for this week are the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and Brian Pillman. Um, Yeah, I mean, LIJ, probably one of the top factions in Japan. I mean, the one of the top three at least you know you've got lij you've got chaos you've got the bullet club but uh you know uh tetsuya naito to me is uh he is the top one or two in new japan he and uh you know and and like i said you've got uh you know he and evil have just been basically trading the uh The world heavyweight and intercontinental titles in New Japan, uh, Sonata Takahashi. I mean, excuse me, guys. But uh, yeah, and then the Hart Foundation, I mean, what can be said? The Hart family, probably the greatest wrestling dynasty in the history of the business. And, uh, you know, for me, booking this tournament, I have to give the edge to the Hart Foundation. You know, Bret Hart, arguably the greatest in ring technician ever. Owen Hart right on his heels, you got uh, Jim the Anvil Neihart, one of the best power guys ever to s- set foot in the ring, British Bulldogs, same thing, and you know another great power guy, uh, Owen could also do the high flying stuff, so could Brian Pillman, uh, You know, just all around a great, very well rounded team, so I gotta give the victory in this one to the Hart Foundation, uh, moving on to the second round of the CHS Faction Tournament. So, moving on from there, the next segment of the show is one where I uh, usually give a not-so-popular opinion, and, uh, you know, if I can uh, talk straight here without, you know, losing my voice, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm talking about the weekly hot take, here it is. my hot take for this week is this keith lee will be wwe or universal champion by wrestlemania and, and it could be much sooner it could be by survivor series or it could be by the royal rumble but a minimum by wrestlemania keith lee will be a top champion in wwe I have no doubt of that, and I'm not just saying that because of the supposed rumor that uh, Vince McMahon wants to push him to the moon, quote-unquote. I'm saying it just because he is that damn good, and he's got, you know, he's got the fans behind him. He's got the charisma. He's got the in-ring ability. He's got the size that Vince McMahon likes. He's got the look, and, you know, he's just, he's got everything, and he can he can talk He can go in the ring he's got speed he's got strength he's got agility i mean you you talk about somebody who checks all the boxes keith lee does that and you know he is somebody that can carry that company that can be the face of that company so i mean i i have no doubt by wrestlemania keith lee will be the wwe or the universal champion so uh you know when he wins that title in the next six months or so Come back here and listen to this show because that I, I said it. I called it, okay? So that, uh, that pretty much wraps up everything for this week. I do want to make mention that uh, my buddy Archie from Wrestling Behind Ringside started his new YouTube series this past week, um, WBR Fantasy Wrestling. Head to the Wrestling Behind Ringside YouTube channel. Check it out pretty cool show he's got put together. Give it a look, give it a like, you know, subscribe and uh check it, you know, check out everything he's got coming cuz he's been telling me about it and it sound it sounds sounds like a really cool show. So I'll I'll definitely be checking it out. Hopefully you guys will too. And hey, he's got me and Charlie and there is created characters and you know, we we each had a match this you know this past week and yeah well I I got my ass kicked but that's okay <laughs> and uh but yeah head over to the wrestling behind ringside YouTube channel and check that out now coming up later this week uh, I actually I'm going to be having an interview with uh, Warrior Wrestling CEO Steve Tortorello to kind of break down and preview the Warrior Wrestling Stadium series that's coming up. Now, I've got that interview with Steve uh, coming up this week, like I said, so I will be dropping that on a special day on Friday this week, just ahead of night one of the... uh, of the Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Uh, now it won't be a full episode. It'll just be that interview with Steve. Breaking down the uh, the three nights. Of uh, of the Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. And you know. Giving a preview. And of course giving my predictions as well. And uh, you know. All the information about that. So make sure you check that out. That'll be coming up on Friday. Uh, the next three weeks. Of the show. The third, uh, September 13th. 20th and 27th. Uh, will not be the, the usual show you're used to hearing. It will be the live commentary from Charlie and myself from the Warrior Wrestling Stadium series. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the shows are going on three Saturdays in a row, so I'll be dropping the... Uh, uh, the uh, the commentary track on Sunday, just like a normal episode. But uh, so if you're not able to get out to Marion Catholic High School here in Chicago to see the show, if you can't watch it on Fight, if you can't listen live on Podbean, then come back and listen. You know the next day because it'll be it'll be posted and you can hear all of the uh, all the commentary. I think me and Charlie do a pretty good job of keeping up with uh, with all of the action, even though Steve continues to try to test us by putting together some of the craziest matches I've ever seen, but uh, yeah, we'll get into all of that, like I said, I'll be dropping that interview with Steve on Friday, just ahead of the uh, of night one of the stadium series, so make sure uh, you keep an eye out for that, check it out when it drops be going over the like i said the card for all three nights i'll be giving my uh my predictions for those matches as well and then uh yeah starting next saturday september 13th uh 7 p.m central time is night one of the warrior wrestling stadium series and charlie and i will be broadcasting live from the event so make sure download the podbean app reserve your spot it's live it's free so no reason not to check it out and uh you know just uh if you like i said if you can't be there if you can't watch it on on the on fight for whatever reason listen to it live guys me and charlie had a lot of fun doing it and uh yeah i think i think we've uh, we've gotten pretty good at it since we've done their last few shows so uh you know, they keep having us back, so we must be doing something right. So uh, download the Podbean app, check it out, Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series, night one next Saturday, September 13th, um, or September 12th, I'm sorry, and then uh, September 11th on Friday I will be dropping my interview with, uh, with Steve Tortorello going over the uh, the card for all three nights, so make sure you check that out as well. So, with that, I am going to wrap things up for this week. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms at Catch Hook Shoot. Patreon.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for bonus content. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for all your t shirt needs. There's a 20% off Labor Day sale going on right now. Head over there and check it out. Pick yourself up a shirt. Uh, catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for stuff that you can't find on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, and if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com so uh, yeah, thank you everybody for uh, for checking out the show, hope everybody uh, is staying safe, staying healthy, have a great week coming up, enjoy all the great wrestling that's going to be coming up, and uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon.